Coca-Cola and Delta slam Georgia's voter bill as the woke left cheers. The Biden administration struggles to explain how they will deal with human smugglers tossing children over the border. And AOC says it's time to spend $10 trillion. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Don't like big tech and the government spying on you? Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, this is your reminder that those big tech companies, they don't like you very much, and they're using your data in order to monetize their dislike of you. So why exactly would you give them your data to monetize? Turning on incognito or private mode in Chrome or Safari, that's not enough. It doesn't matter how often you clear your browsing history. Your ISP, internet service provider, can see every single website you've ever visited. They can sell your data to advertisers. That's why I use ExpressVPN to keep my online data secure and private. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP and third-party trackers can't see your online activity and location. It does that by rerouting your connection through a secure, encrypted server. In fact, ExpressVPN protects all your data regardless of whether you use incognito mode at all. ExpressVPN has you covered. Easy to use apps for computers and mobile devices so you can use the internet with confidence. All you've got to do, you tap one button, now you are protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest, most trusted VPN on the market, which is why they are rated number one by CNET and Wired as well. I use ExpressVPN every time I go online. You should too. Protect your online activity today with the VPN I trust to keep myself private. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. You can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Ben to learn more. All right. So there is this perspective on the right that has started to crop up sort of from the anti-Trump right, I would say. It's, it's cropped up more and more recently over recent months and over recent years. And that is that people on the right who are focused on the culture wars are people who are not focused on the real issues. And I think what these people feel to, fail to appreciate is that the culture war is the real issue. It really is, because culture is upstream of politics. And if you think that simply fighting in favor of particular forms of voter bills or fighting in favor of particular views of economics is enough, that is absolutely wrong. And the reason it's absolutely wrong is because the culture around us is changing. The culture around us is shifting. And that culture is now being inculcated. It is now being interwoven. It's being infused into every institution in American life. And so it won't matter what kind of bills you pass when it turns out that every major institution immediately reacts to those bills by trying to cut off the Republican Party or conservatives or anyone they disagree with at the knees. When it turns out the media won't report the truth, when it turns out that your corporate overlords demand fealty or they will fire you, when it turns out that the education system, your entertainment system, when all of those things militate against everything that you believe in legislatively on economics, it does not matter what you believe in on economics anymore. The battle has to be first won within the institutions. Then you can talk about what exactly is the policy that ought to be promulgated. Yes, policy matters. But you know what matters more? The durability of the policy. Because you can pass something today. And if you have a culture that is shifted around you, it doesn't matter one iota. This is what you see even in leftist places like California. You'll remember that in 2008, Proposition 8 in California passed. Proposition 8 was a proposition to enshrine traditional marriage as the law in California. It passed fairly with solid numbers. And within a few years, anybody who had even supported Proposition 8 was being thrown out of a job. Brendan over at Mozilla Firefox famously supported Proposition 8. By the way, so did Barack Obama at the time. He was in favor of traditional marriage. And yet, within just a few years, even having supported it, even though it was a majority position in 2008, meant that you are now some sort of societal pariah. So when people on the right say, why are we fighting the culture wars? It's a distraction. It's a distraction from the real issues. No. The culture war is the real issue, and all of the legislation is an outgrowth of the culture wars. And that's something that people on the right, I think, inherently recognize. It's why the traditional Republican Party has shifted. I think 
actually in some positive ways around this stuff. I think for a long time, the Republican Party was just the party of build up the military and cut taxes. And I think now there are more and more Republican politicians who understand that a lot of these battles aren't fought at the legislative level. A lot of these battles are fought at the cultural level. Now, it may be a misalignment. It may be that politicians aren't the best people to fight these battles. But it is certainly true that if the right doesn't fight these battles, they're going to lose. And it's why the right feels like it's under assault, because the right is under assault. So just to take the most obvious example over the last 48 hours, Lester Holt, who is the the nightly news anchor over at NBC News, Lester Holt was given the Edgar R. the Edward R. Murrow Award. And in the middle of his speech, he announced that he was no longer going to try to bother to cover both sides of any particular issue because some sides are true and some sides are false. This is the way that people on the left will massage themselves into never having to grant the credibility of another side even existing. This is dangerous stuff, in other words. When you have a media that is fully bought into the idea that it is, quote unquote, both sidesism to actually represent both sides of a particular issue, then that's the media just excusing its own partisanship. Now, if the media wants to be partisan, that is totally fine. That is their prerogative. They can be partisan. We're partisan here at Daily Wire. I'm a partisan host. I don't make any bones about it. The difference is I'm not dishonest about it. Members of our establishment media are. They are hijacking an institution, the institution of, quote unquote, objective media, and they are doing so on behalf of the left in order to vitiate the power of the right in the societal discourse. Here's Lester Holt basically undermining journalism. I think it's become clear that fairness is overrated. Well, before you run off and tweet that headline, let me explain a bit. The idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world we find ourselves in. That the sun sets in the West is a fact. Any contrary view does not deserve our time or attention. Providing an open platform for misinformation, for anyone to come say whatever they want, especially when issues of public health and safety are at stake, can be quite dangerous. Now, listen, there do have to be limits to what you think should be reported, because you can't report literally every view on every single issue. There's just not time. But the problem here is that when innate bias comes in, when inherent bias comes in, now the sort of the sort of confirmation bias that you see in the media all the time. The natural tendency for people on the left is to assume that everybody on the right is saying stuff that is not true and everybody on the left is telling you the truth. And that is generally a lie. It is generally a lie. The Biden administration has been lying like a rug since they entered office. And yet they've been given all the credibility that is unwarranted. And yet if you take an opposing point of view, then this is treated as somehow misinformation. And the natural result of this is silencing. This is why Facebook and Instagram have now non-personed Trump, according to the UK Daily Mail. Facebook and Instagram have actually removed a Donald Trump interview with his daughter-in-law, Lara, in another sign of the left-leaning Silicon Valley giants canceling the former president. In the interview, Trump tore into social media and the mainstream media for suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. He criticized President Biden's green agenda and railed against cancel culture, which he said obliterates U.S. culture. He did this for The Right View, which is Lara's show. During the 18-minute interview, Trump also spoke about running for president again in 2024. Lara had been promoting it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter beforehand. At 9.26 p.m. on Tuesday night, four minutes before it was due to be uploaded, Facebook emailed Lara's team warning them it would be removed if it went live. At 9.51 p.m., they emailed again to say they they had taken it down. Trump has been banned from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram since the January 6th riots, cut off from his supporters, unable to get messages to them in the way he did before. In their email, the Facebook employee said, quote, content posted in the voice of President Trump is not currently allowed on our platforms, including new posts with President Trump speaking and will be removed. Okay, we're no longer talking about Trump's account having been suspended here, which, by the way, should not have been done. We are not talking about Trump 
putting out via his own auspices, his point of view. We are talking about a person who has not been banned interviewing Trump and that content being taken down. That is wild stuff. That is the, the complete, the, the, the description of unpersoning, as in like George Orwell's 1984. That is an accurate description of what is going on right now. Trump's interview with Lara was the first time he'd been seen on camera since he left office. He'd been phoning into Fox News to share his opinions. And they haven't explained why it is that his actual face has to just be taken down. You can't actually hear the voice of the former president of the United States on an outlet that is not his own. That's pretty incredible stuff. But I guess that falls under the rubric for the media of you can't have people lying. You can't have people lying. And here is the thing. It is only certain types of lies that the media get very upset with. Other types of lies, they are happy to, to facilitate. They are happy to promulgate themselves. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let's talk about something amazing you can do for your family. So hanging above one of the couches in our home is this beautiful portrait of me and my wife and two of our three children. We got it from Paint Your Life. Com. It's a truly meaningful gift. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. You can choose from a team of world-class artists. You can work with them until every detail is perfect. Their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. You can send any picture, yourself, kids, family, special place, cherished pet, or you can combine photos into one painting. It makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, it can be cherished forever. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love that final painting, your money is refunded guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word Ben to 64,000. That is Ben to 64,000. Text Ben to 64,000. Paint your life, celebrate the moments that matter most. It is an awesome gift. Again, we have one in our house. I have to get a new one, actually, because we have a new baby. Get one right now. It's really cool. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Ben to 64,000 to get started on a fabulous gift that, that really is super meaningful. Okay, so it is only certain types of lies that the media are unwilling to report. It is only certain types of perspectives the media are willing to silence. If the Biden administration lies and lies and lies again, the media will sometimes report that it's a lie, although it'll take them quite a while. But mostly they will amplify the lie until at the bottom of page 813. They add a little correction at the bottom. So to take an example, the media have lied over and over and over about this Georgia voting bill. Why? Well, because the Democrats have been lying over and over and over about this Georgia voting bill. This Georgia voting bill is not a transformative bill. In fact, in some ways, it actually broadens the ability for people to vote. The only thing that the bill does in terms of, quote unquote, limiting people's ability to vote, and it doesn't limit anybody's ability to vote, is it requires voter ID. It requires voter ID for absentee ballots which makes sense because you don't want people voting without being able to verify who they are. It actually lengthens voting hours in certain places. And it says you're not allowed to bribe people in line. This much ballyhooed line about how you're not allowed to give people water in line. No, you are allowed to give people water in line, just not within a certain distance of the polling place and as, quote unquote, a gift. OK, that is what the language of the statute suggests. It is not about somebody stepping out of line to get a cup of water or something or you sending a member of your family to go get a cup of water. That is not what this is talking about. It's talking about a guy with a Biden t-shirt walking up to everybody at the front of the line and handing them a water bottle that says Biden 2024, right? That is what the, the bill is talking about. But the administration has been lying about this because they have to create a myth. It, is a, it remains incredible to me that the media have suggested since November 6th that voter fraud and voter irregularity, these are things that do not exist. And if you even suggest they exist, then you have to be banned from social media. However, what does exist is voter suppression when there is literally no evidence of widespread voter suppression in the United States. None. None. Okay. Anybody who tells you there's widespread voter suppression in the United States is lying to you. But because the media love the agenda, 
because the media are interested in the agenda, they will promote that lie at all costs. They are happy to promote. They are excited to promote that lie. They love that lie. That lie is super wonderful, according to the media. Because after all, that's how they promote things like the For the People Act, H.R. 1, which is a complete federal takeover of voting procedures, a loosening of federal procedures, a mandate of ballot harvesting across the country, which, as I say, is the single greatest opportunity for voter fraud and irregularity that I've ever seen. They need to to promote a, a false crisis in order to push a particular solution. It's the same thing, by the way, that the CDC is now doing with regard to COVID. So we know for a fact, according to the data, that people who are vaccinated are generally not transmitting the disease. When I say generally, I mean it is ex- it is extraordinarily rare for people who have been vaccinated to tra- to either be able to get COVID in the first place or to transmit COVID. In fact, the CDC had said that earlier this week. Earlier this week, Rochelle Walensky of the CDC openly explained that if you're vaccinated, you're not passing it. Well, today, the CDC walked it back. The CDC walked it back not based on the data and not based on the science. They walked it back because Joe Biden wants another two rounds of tranche spending. He wants another two tranches of spending, and he can't get that spending done unless crisis mentality is on the table. Well, the same thing is true when it comes to voting. The left has to promote the lie that there is widespread voter suppression across the country. This is why everybody gets very angry when I point out that there is no widespread voter suppression across the country. Like the evidence of widespread voter suppression is significantly less than the evidence that there is voter fraud and irregularity across the country. And there ain't that much evidence of widespread voter fraud and irregularity across the country. And it's coming from somebody who didn't believe that stuff. Okay, but if you mention that, then again, the goal here is it's about what the Democrats want to do. So what crisis, what fake crisis do we have to generate today in order to generate support for this piece of wide-ranging legislation that we don't actually need? Okay, so certain lies in pursuance of, of the goal, that's okay, according to the media. So Jen Psaki, remember, how refreshing. She was transparent. Never forget, when Jen Psaki entered office, when the Biden administration entered office, there was a spate of articles about how Jen Psaki was super honest, even though she'd been a liar during the Obama administration, about how this Biden administration was going to be incredibly transparent. They are significantly less transparent than the Trump administration, about how this was going to be a refreshing new day. The professionals were here. They were in charge. And now the media have changed their tune but only to the extent that many in the media, like Jen Rubin over at the Washington Post, will suggest that the real problem is that people keep asking questions. Just stop asking questions, guys. Okay, so yesterday, Jen Psaki went to the White House podium, and she just started lying openly about this Georgia law. Now, Biden has lied so openly that even the Washington Post, which loves Joe Biden, which carries around a drool cup for Joe Biden, which is second in the human centipede to Joe Biden, which is a messy job. Even the Washington Post had given four Pinocchios the other day because he suggested that the Georgia law had somehow limited voting hours, which is simply not true. They'd have given four Pinocchios for that. That didn't stop Jen Psaki from getting out there and lying about it again. She doesn't know anything about the Georgia voting law. All she knows is that it's bad, and she knows it's bad because they're pushing HR1, and because this is a wonderful way of suggesting to black Americans that somehow their votes won't be counted in Georgia, a state in which two Democratic senators were just elected in large measure because of increased black turnout. Here's Jen Psaki lying about the Georgia voting bill. It also makes it so that uh, outside groups can't provide water or food to people in line, right? No. But it vo- makes it more difficult to absentee vote. No. Are those things all correct? Voting on the day of is 7 to 7, and early voting um, uh, can standardize adding Saturday and Sunday. So my question is, is the tone going to change out of the White House? or uh- The tone for a bill that limits voting access and makes it more difficult for people to engage in voting in Georgia? No, that's actually not what the uh, the governor of Georgia has said. Well, I think that is not based in fact what the governor of Georgia has said. So, no, our tone is not changing. Um, your tone is not changing because you are lying. You are lying. It is not true. Okay, the, the fact is they've expanded the voting ability on Sundays, for example. 
In New Jersey, you can vote, I think, nine days before an election. In Georgia, it's 17 days. Is New Jersey engaged in Jim Crow voter suppression? Of course not. Okay, but it's never about whether the Democrats are telling the truth. It's about how they wield power. This is what I started with. When it comes to the culture war, it's about the wielding of power, particularly power outside the government now, because what the left has realized is that they, can, they have to play an inside-outside game. What they have to do is gain government power by essentially telling private industry that if they go along to get along, they will be the last people eaten. The Democratic Party is an alligator, and corporations have decided they are going to feed the alligator so as to not be eaten. They'll be eaten last. Okay, but the thing is, they're not going to be eaten last. So how does this manifest? It manifests in major corporations like Delta and Coca-Cola just being completely dishonest. So Delta and Coca-Cola have decided that they are very angry with the Georgia voter law. Now, one thing that you will note here is that Delta and Coca-Cola had nothing to say about the Georgia voter law until after it was passed. They had nothing to say about it. So they're perfectly fine with the voter law. It is only now that there is blowback from the left that they've decided they're going to cave to the woke left. They're going to do whatever the left wants them to do. As Karen Townsend writes over at Hot Air, the manufactured outrage over Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signing voting law reform has reached the point of satisfying no one now. The backlash includes black executives facing a very basic question, along with CEOs of large corporations who are now opposing the bill. Where were you when the bill was being written and debated in the state legislature? Why is opposition only happening after the governor signed the legislation into effect? So Delta put out a statement. The airline put out a statement condemning the voter bill. Now, I have a question. The hell does Georgia have to, what the hell does Delta have to do with anything? Delta is an employer in Georgia. Yeah, so it's like Bob's Burger. Who the hell cares what Delta has to say about anything? They are an airline. They have nothing to say about various voter ID restrictions. Like, does Delta sound off on every piece of legislation or only the legislation where people on the woke left bitch a lot? And I think the answer is pretty obvious here. Delta had made only general statements, according to the New York Times, in support of voting rights last week. They had declined to take a position on the legislation, which, by the way, is the proper attitude because they are a private business. It's so funny. The same left that will tell you that it is corporate corruption to donate money from a corporation to a candidate will tell you that every corporation has to openly sound off in support of their policies or be forced into a position being boycotted. Their failure to condemn the bill. It wasn't even that they backed the bill. Their failure to condemn the bill drew fierce criticism as well as protests at Hartsfield-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport and calls for a boycott. And because Delta pansied out, they decided to cave to this stuff. On Wednesday, Ed Bastian, Delta's chief executive, made a stark reversal. Quote, I need to make it crystal clear that the final bill is unacceptable and does not match Delta's values. You know what he should have said to all of these protesters? You're not buying tickets anyway. No one gives a crap what you have to say. You think anybody is seriously boycotting Delta? The great lie about these boycotts is that they work. They do not work. The amount of actual financial damage done by the so-called boycotters in virtually all of these scenarios is nearly nothing. It is just that Delta doesn't feel like dealing with the bad publicity from the left and the left is super loud and the media are super annoying. And so they feel like, okay, well, if I buy them off with some statement about Georgia law that doesn't actually change Georgia law today, maybe they'll leave me alone, except they won't. They know that they've got your neck in the noose and now they're just going to tighten the noose. Every time Georgia does anything that they don't like, you are going to be expected to side with the woke. If Georgia passes a law protecting human life in the womb, you're going to be expected to to sound off about how terrible Georgia is at Bastion, and they're going to bully you until you either leave the state or until you declare that you are openly in favor of Democrats being elected. We moved real fast from your speech is violence to silence is violence, right? This is the game the left like to play, is that if you speak out in a way they don't like, that is a form of violence. But also, if you stay silent, that is also violence. In other words, the only way they will let you off the hook is if you become part of the board, is if you start to mirror the woke mob. Coca-Cola had also declined to take a position on the legislation before it passed 
because they are a soda company, they made a similarly worded statement. James Quincy, Coca-Cola's chief executive, said, I want to be crystal clear. The Coca-Cola company does not support this legislation as it makes it harder for people to vote, not easier. That is just a lie. There is nothing in the bill that makes it difficult to vote. I'm sorry. You need to show an ID to buy a bottle of beer in Georgia. You should be after you should have to show ID in order to vote. Your voting actually impacts the country in a way that you being a drunk does not. This is ridiculous nonsense. Less than a day before the abrupt reversals, a group of prominent black executives called on companies to publicly oppose a wave of similarly restrictive voting bills. Republicans are advancing in almost every state. They are not restrictive voting bills. There is nothing here that makes it incredibly difficult to vote. This is just its sheer ridiculousness. There are people all around the world who have actually had to brave bullets to vote. I'm sorry, you stood in line for an additional 45 minutes to vote? That does not count as voter suppression. I'm sorry, you actually had to Find a, an ID? My God, you have an ID? Oh, no. That's clear. None of this is suppression of the vote. But it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about the narrative. The narrative is that if you want to push any form of voter verification, this means that you're a racist. All this plays into the broader white supremacy lie that is being promulgated every single day by the left and the equity lie pushed by the Biden administration. Darren Walker, president of the Ford Foundation and board member at Ralph Lauren, Pepsi and Square, said, it is regrettable that the sense of urgency came after the legislation was passed and signed into law. Mr. Bastian decided to write the memo and revise the company's position on Tuesday night after speaking with Kenneth Chenault, a former executive of American Express, who helped organize the statement by black executives, according to three people familiar with the conversation. Again, black Americans are not being suppressed in the vote in Georgia. It is a lie. It is not true. This is not a Jim Crow restriction. It is significantly more permissive than many of the laws around the nation. And black people are are voting in outsized numbers in Georgia. You can't have it both ways. It can't be that Stacey Abrams did an unbelievable job organizing the black vote and got out the black vote at record levels. And also black voters are being disenfranchised. Mr. Bastian went further. He said the new law was based on false pretenses. He said the entire rationale for the bill was based on a lie that there was widespread voter fraud in Georgia in the 2020 elections. That's not true. Or alternatively, Brian Kemp, who didn't uphold that lie, backs the bill because people should have to show ID when they vote. In a second, we will show you the unbelievable hypocrisy of these CEOs, because as it turns out, they are not sincere in their objections to this law. They're just pandering, as always. Okay, so Coca-Cola's CEO, he said this is a step backward. It's a step backward. Well, I think we should take him at face value. After all, Coca-Cola now mirrors the left priorities. We've seen their diversity training seminars. Here is a a little bit of the Coca-Cola CEO. This legislation is unacceptable. Uh, It is a step backwards, uh, and it does not uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia uh, around broad access to voting, around voter convenience, uh, about ensuring uh, election uh, integrity. And this is this is frankly just a step backwards. We've spent many decades uh, promoting uh, within Georgia a better society and a better environment for business. And this is a step backwards. Okay, no, you guys are just cowards. That's all that's happening here. You're just absolute benighted cowards. These corporations are are filled with cowards top to bottom. They're afraid of discrimination lawsuits. So they have these diversity training seminars that do not alleviate discrimination. They're afraid of a few hashtags on Twitter, which never actually amount to anything. And so they just cower in the corner, hoping that people will go away. It is just sheer brazen cowardice. These folks are, are, they're just ridiculous. They're just ridiculous. But if you get enough people to sign a statement, then presumably that shifts the culture. And if the culture is shifted, then you have to have, then people will start to shift their opinion on this. Now, here's the thing. They don't give a crap about this law. 
They don't care about the law. All they're trying to do is avoid scrutiny. Because when it comes to places they do care about, they are perfectly willing to greenlight open human rights violation. Remember, back in November of 2020, okay, just a few months ago, Nike and Coca-Cola woke a cola here that says that it is a human rights violation to show voter ID and that it is a deep brutality what is happening in Georgia. Coca-Cola was lobbying against a bill that would crack down on forced labor in Xinjiang, according to the New York Times. Quote, Nike and Coca-Cola are among the major companies and business groups lobbying Congress to weaken a bill that would ban imported goods made with forced labor in China's Xinjiang region, according to congressional staff members and other people familiar with the matter. The legislation called the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act has become the target of multinational companies, including Apple. Lobbyists have fought to water down some of its provisions, arguing that while they strongly condemn forced labor and current atrocities in Xinjiang, the act's ambitious requirements could wreak havoc on supply chains that are deeply embedded in China. Human rights groups and news reports have linked many multinational corporations to suppliers there, including tying Coca-Cola to sugar sourced from Xinjiang. So, just to get this straight, Coca-Cola is fine with forced labor in Xinjiang so long as they get the sugar from Xinjiang. But being based in Georgia, as Coca-Cola is, or as Delta is, and Coca-Cola having the temerity to pass a voter law that does not prevent people from voting, that, of course, is a major, major problem. Remember, Coca-Cola is so woke, they openly thanked China on the pandemic. Quote, this is Kurt Ferguson, the president of Coca-Cola for Greater China and Korea. Quote, Thank you very much to the government with your quick, decisive actions. Once again, thank you. You've really controlled the worldwide epidemic and should be very much congratulated for all of your hard work. That was in March of 2020. Yeah, they did a great job containing COVID, as it turns out. All of this is about leveraging social pressure from the outside in order to cow legislators into submission and mostly in order to cow voters. It's really not, it's not about Coke. It is not about Delta. It's about Coke and Delta saying things to force you into submission. It's about you, the employee of Coca-Cola. It is about you, the employee of Delta. It is about you, the normal citizen of Georgia, who's now being told by all of the leaders in your society, from corporations to churches to newspapers to your government, that you are a bad person if you support this Georgia legislation. This is why you have Joe Biden, moderate Joe Biden. Remember, he's not a culture warrior. Remember, the, the Democrats are never culture warriors. Only these Republicans with their stupid culture wars. Joe Biden said on ESPN, that the that Major League Baseball should relocate their all-star game from Atlanta in order to punish Georgia for having passed this voter ID law. Now, this is nothing new. You've seen the left attempt to do this before. The NCAA attempted to remove basketball games from North Carolina when a bill passed that would have prevented localities from allowing biological men into women's bathrooms. So you've seen private industry attempt to leverage legislation that they like or that they don't like. Now Biden is encouraging this. This is the inside-outside game. MLB, you know, we're in charge of the government. It would be really great if you guys would really use your leverage in order to do what we want. And corporations, which again, are not about freedom. This is the dirty secret. People on the right, because they believe that corporations and big business, they are business and they are free enterprise institutions. They believe that those people who run those corporations are into free enterprise. That is not the case. They're into profit. There's a difference between profit and free enterprise. Free enterprise is the idea that there should be fewer regulations generally, even if that hurts your business, because you ought to compete in the marketplace. Many corporate heads are not in favor of that. Many corporate heads are in favor of subsidies from the government. They're in favor of tax breaks from the government. They're in favor of the government patting them on the head and working with them to suppress their competition. So corporations are deeply afraid of the government and are happy to work with the government if the government pats them on the head and gives them a Scooby treat. So Joe Biden is doing that right now. Remember, Major League Baseball is in fact reliant 
on antitrust exemptions that have been granted by the federal government. So they do have something to fear here. So Joe Biden says the Major League Baseball should relocate their all-star game. The politicization of every area of American life because Democrats hope to hope to weaponize every institution in American life. This is why you feel under assault. This is why the culture wars matter. Here's Joe Biden saying something utterly immoderate. Old Joe here. Moderate old Joe. What do you think about the possibility that baseball decides to move their all-star game out of Atlanta because of this political issue? I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. People look to them. They're leaders. Look at what's happened with the NBA as well. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. That is such a despicable statement. Jim Crow, as in like black people and white people can't use the same water fountains, as in like, you know, let's unofficially allow people to go and terrorize black people so they can't vote. You know how disgusting it is that this perverse elderly gentleman keeps suggesting that what is happening in Georgia is in any way akin to Jim Crow? It's an absurdity at the highest level. It's a, it's a devaluation of how evil Jim Crow was, and it's a degradation of who Georgians are. It's disgusting. And the fact that he's allowed to get away with the Jim Crow, is there going to be any fact check from the media? Is Lester Holt going to do a fact check on the differences between Jim Crow, where he had segregated schools, and a voting law that applies to every single person in Georgia who can vote? Of course you won't get that fact check. There's only one side of the aisle matters when it comes to truth and fact-checking. Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, he points out, this is all ridiculous. The hell are you talking about? What Joe Biden needs to do is look at the side-by-side of Georgia and Delaware. You know, he's focused on trying to get Major League Baseball to pull the game out of Georgia, which is ridiculous. If you look at these comparisons, uh, the state of Delaware has no in-person early voting. We have 17 days. In Georgia, you don't have to have an excuse to get an absentee ballot by mail. In Delaware, you do. We have drop boxes. Delaware does not. And if you want to get a bottle of water while you're standing in line in Georgia, you can absolutely do that. The elections officials can help you with that. But you can't do that in Delaware because they don't have right. early voting. Okay, and, and yet this is not the line you will hear from the media. You'll hear from the media that this is like Jim Crow. Anybody who tells you like this is like Jim Crow, anybody who says that should immediately be cast out of the public conversation for being a damned liar. It is a damned lie. And the media are telling that lie over and over. They're allowing Joe Biden to tell that lie over and over. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And when Joe Biden says that we should have athletes lead the way here, and then he praises the NBA. Yeah, you notice I noticed a few things about the NBA over the past you know, few years. I noticed, for example, that if you're in the NBA and you're anti-Semitic and you're Kevin Durant or you're LeBron James, you get totally away with it. I noticed also that if you're Kevin Durant or LeBron James or anybody else in the NBA and you put equity on the back of your basketball jersey, this means that you can then just laugh and, and cash the check while China subjects Hong Kong to complete tyranny. I also noticed that you can bitch and moan about lack of equal pay And then you can take home your $43 million check while Sue Bird of the Seattle Storm is taking home $215,000. You're a bunch of damned hypocrites. You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous on your face. It's insane. And these are our moral leaders. But again, it's all about creating a culture in which we pretend that these people are our moral leaders and the media backing this to the hilt. Now, there are ways that people on the right can fight back and should fight back. I'll get to that in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that your sleep quality may be not great these days, a lot of stress in the world right now. But if you've been listening to the show for a while, you probably heard me talk about my sleep quality via my Helix Sleep Mattress. Helix mattresses are absolutely fantastic. But here's the thing. 
Helix is not just doing mattresses anymore. They've gone beyond the bedroom. They started making sofas. They just launched a new company. It's called Allform. They're making premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped directly to your door. So what makes an Allform sofa really cool? Well, a bunch of things. For starters, it's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. You can pick your fabric. It is spill stain scratch resistant, super useful if you got kids the way I do. The sofa color, color of the legs, sofa size, shape, make sure it's perfect for you and your home. They've got armchairs, love seats, all the way up to an eight seat sectional. There's something for everybody. And you can always start small and then you can add on later. You can buy more seats later if you want your all form sofa to grow and change with you when you move. All form sofas delivered directly to your door. In the past, if you wanted to order a sofa, you need to hire somebody to come assemble it for you. Well, all form has simple, quick assembly, no tools needed. I have an all form sofa. I picked out a three seat sofa with chaise and the sand color with espresso legs. It is awesome. It is so comfortable. People want to sleep on that. It's either the Helix Sleep mattress or that. That's what people want to lie on. If getting a sofa without trying it in store sounds risky, don't worry. You get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free, give you a full refund. They have a forever warranty, literally for the rest of your days. Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash Ben. That's allform.com slash Ben. Can't testify highly enough to how great they are. Allform.com slash Ben. Go check them out right now. Allform.com slash Ben. It's a great sofa. It really is. All right. In a second, we're going to get to how Georgia Republicans are fighting back. Then we'll get to the Biden administration basically having very little to say about um, border smugglers throwing babies. Mm -hmm. First, as you've probably heard, Candace joined the Daily Wire a few weeks ago with the premiere of her new talk show, Candace. This show streams on dailywire.com Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. You can get the audio podcast, Candace, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Candace hosts a series of guests on the show every week, making for lively panel discussions and insightful interviews. Uh, my favorite part of Candace's show, she's got something she calls the cancel corner in which she sort of speaks directly to camera. It's pretty fantastic. Featured guests have included Jocko Willink, Brandon Tatum, John Rich, to name a few. Candace is the first Daily Wire show to appear in front of a live audience, but don't worry. If you can't attend the show in person, tweet your questions to at the Candace show for a chance to have Candace answer your question at the end of the show. So if you need some Candace Owens in your podcast feed, look no further. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe today. Be sure to leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. Join now. So you can hear her Friday night and check out her show. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. All righty. So the good news is that some Georgian legislators are now pushing back on some of this corporate nonsense, uh, the, the corporate echoing of, of woke garbage lies. According to The Hill, Georgia Republicans on Wednesday took a last minute swipe at Delta after the company's chief executive criticized a massive measure overhauling voting rules. In the waning hours of the legislative session, the Georgia State House passed a bill to repeal a tax break on jet fuel aimed squarely at one of the state's largest companies and the largest operator flights into and out of Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. You know what? Good. Seriously, good. In the past, I'd be very much opposed to legislators basically giving privileges or denying privilege based on politics. But once these corporations start to simply echo the lies of the left and they start to use their thumb and put it on the political scale, then legislators are well within their rights to say, listen, you don't like it? There go your special privileges. You want special privileges from the left? You get to deal with them now. Enjoy. Dan Patrick is the lieutenant governor of Texas. He just came out similarly today, and he smacked American Airlines because American Airlines put out a statement ripping on Senate Bill 7 in Texas, which is a bill dealing with voter ID, for example. He put out a statement. He said, Texans are fed up with corporations that don't share our values trying to dictate public policy. 
The majority of Texans support maintaining the integrity of our elections. That's why I made it a priority this legislative session. Senate Bill 7 includes comprehensive reforms that will ensure voting in Texas is consistent statewide and secure. By the way, this is the same American Airlines that in 2017 led the fight to try to force us to allow boys to play girls sports in Texas and take away their scholarships. They're probably still fighting for that today. It's likely they have not read Senate Bill 29 either. If corporations are going to become political, then they are going to be subjected to the same sort of scrutiny as everybody else in the political space. And that's the way this works. You don't get to dip your toe in without actually entering the waters. And you certainly don't get to do that on a one-sided political, along one-sided political lines, and then hope that the other side just doesn't smack you. The right's going to have to smack back. It's the only way that this is going to work. Because otherwise, this is just going to continue. In, uh, in just a second, we'll talk about border policy here. So meanwhile, when it comes to border policy, the Biden administration simply has no plan at the border. They're not going to do anything at the border. Their encouragement, their open encouragement of people to surge at the border. Yes, it's a surge, AOC, and it doesn't mean insurgent. It's a surge. It means lots of people are coming to the border. That is an overt policy. It was created by the Biden administration. Now they're denying it, but they have no plan to solve it. Here's retired acting ICE director Tom Homan pointing out that Joe Biden was briefed and knew that his changes in policy would actually create this surge. This was totally preventable. No, the Biden administration, the incoming administration was briefed. They said, if you if you end these programs, we're going to see a surge like you've never seen before. They were briefed by leadership at, at ICE, at CBP. I've talked to people that briefed them. And and so they knew this would happen. Look, uh, Brian, I wrote an op-ed in July of last year saying this would happen at the end of these policies. They knew what they were doing. Again, this isn't but this isn't incompetence. This isn't, you know, bad management. This is open borders. That is correct. In fact, how open are the borders right now? How bad is the situation? Border agency released videos of toddlers being chucked over the New Mexico border wall, like physically thrown over the New Mexico border wall. So what we're about to show next is a disturbing footage, but you're about to see smugglers literally throwing babies, throwing toddlers. There they are, sitting on top of the wall and literally just dropping toddlers. That's like a, what, maybe a 10-foot drop, 12-foot drop there? You can see the toddlers lying on the ground. There they are, stand, sitting right there on top of that border wall. And um, boom, just dropping a toddler. Just dropping a toddler. So no problems here. Everything is fine. Everything is good. Jen Psaki was asked about this. She had no answers other than I don't like that babies are being thrown. How about this? How about you actually create some policy that disincentivizes babies from being thrown across the border? You know, you, it turns out that you are the party in the White House. It turns out that you are running policy right now. Here's Jen Psaki with no answers. I've seen the video, and I think any of us who saw the video um, were incredibly alarmed by uh, the steps of smugglers, ones that we have been quite familiar with, that we've spoken out about our concerns about. As Secretary Mayorkas said, the inhumane way smugglers abuse children while profiting off parents' desperation is criminal and morally reprehensible. There's a lot of issues and steps we need to take to address root causes. So, of course, our concern is for the safety of these kids. No, it isn't. It isn't. If your concern were for the safety of the kids, you'd be disincentivizing people from chucking kids over the border. I mean, you, have, you literally have made no policy recommendations. And by the way, the radical left of your party is openly open borders. Ilhan Omar, who, again, poses on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine with Nancy Pelosi, she says we have a moral and legal responsibility to provide opportunity for kids who are being chucked across the border. That's not going to increase the surge at the border or anything. Here's Ilhan Omar. They're here because they are seeking asylum um, and looking for a shot at the American dream. Uh, a lot of them have family members here already that they're looking to 
reconnect that they haven't seen and have been separated from for a really long time. And so to me, this really is a is a reminder that um, we have a moral and legal legal responsibility um, to to provide that opportunity uh, for for these kids. No, we have a legal responsibility to reunite them with their parents. We, we, have, a, we have a legal responsibility to reunite them with the parents who sent them across the desert. That, that we do have a legal responsibility to do. What we don't have a legal responsibility to do is make them citizens. You keep saying stuff like this, people are going to rush the border. This is not a giant shock. Okay, the radical left is in control of this party. And Joe Biden is just the elderly, the elderly adult face of this. That's all this is. I will note, this is kind of a funny story. The, the woke left is so woke at this point that Barack Obama is not woke enough. According to Hot Air, an effort to rename two schools in Waukegan, Illinois, ran into a buzzsaw of opposition when the Waukegan Board of Education took public comment on the finalists for Thomas Jefferson Middle School. The author of the Constitution will be removed from the school for his participation in slavery or the Declaration of Independence. But Latinx activists demanded that Barack and Michelle Obama be removed from consideration as well because Obama is the quote unquote supporter in chief. So good to know that uh, Barack Obama is not woke enough for the woke activists. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, I've been talking about my Helix Sleep mattress for four years. I got to admit, last night was a very rough night. We had to take the dog to the hospital. Dog is okay, but didn't get a lot of sleep. The sleep I did get is thanks to my Helix Sleep mattress made just for me. If you haven't already checked out the Helix Elite Collection, you need to. Helix harnesses years of mattress expertise to offer a truly elevated sleep experience. The Helix Elite Collection includes six different mattress models, each tailored for specific sleep positions and firmness preferences. If you're nervous about buying a mattress online, you don't have to be. Helix has a sleep quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress, because why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? I took that Helix quiz. I was matched with a firm but breathable mattress. I love it. My wife loves it. They're big Helix fans here at the Shapiro House. Plus, Helix has a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but... I'm not sure that has ever happened. Helix is now offering 25% off all mattress orders plus two free pillows for my listeners. Head on over to helixsleep.com slash Ben. Use code helixpartner25. It's their best offer yet. It's not going to last long. That's helixsleep.com slash Ben. Use code helixpartner25. With Helix, better sleep starts right now. Meanwhile, there is no limit to what the woke activists would like to do here. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, in the aftermath of Joe Biden suggesting that we spend, you know, $2 trillion on mostly useless crap, including $80 billion for a monorail. We're just we're just the Simpsons now. Joe Biden is coming monorail, monorail, monorail. And, and Washington Post is like, you know what we need? More rail, because he likes Amtrak. Yeah, we like it. Yes, that's clearly what America needs, is more monorails. Mm-hmm. I like trains, but unlike Pete Buttigieg, that does not make me qualified to be Secretary of Transportation. What I do know is that spending $80 billion on rail is the stupidest thing that I have heard recently. It is idiocy. Beyond that, as Dan McLaughlin points out over at National Review, everything that comes from Washington, D.C. costs more than the price tag. If you take that $2 trillion number at face value and combine it with the $1.9 trillion Biden and the Democrats spent in their COVID relief bill, we are talking about $32,000 of new spending for every household in the United States. That's more than all the wealth of all the nation's billionaires put together. You put that on top of our annual $4.48 trillion budget before you add in another $2 trillion on education, childcare, and social program spending reportedly on the way. AOC says the Biden plan is not nearly enough. Here's AOC saying, you know what we need? We need $10 trillion. $10 trillion, because money has no meaning anymore. The rules of gravity have been suspended. That's the magic of Joe Biden. Here is AOC saying, no, no, we don't need two. We don't need four. We don't need six. We need $10 trillion. We're talking about realistically uh, $10 trillion over 10 years. 
And um, I know that may be an eye-popping figure for some people, but we need to understand that we are in a devastating economic moment. Millions of people in the United States are unemployed. We have a truly crippled healthcare system and a planetary crisis on our hands. And we're the wealthiest nation in the history of the world. So we can do 10 trillion. We can do 10 trillion, says AOC, who's never run a business in her life. Sure, why not? After all, we can surge that. Sorry, we can't surge money. We can't surge is our insurgency. These morons, you want to give these morons more power? I'm, I'm never going to get over that. I'm never going to get over the fact there are so many morons who want to give morons power. It's incredible to me. By the way, James Clyburn, He's admitting that this infrastructure bill, this $2 trillion infrastructure bill, contains no infrastructure. Here he is explaining. It has to do with educating our children. It has to do with taking care of the elderly. I don't understand. We aren't Eskimos. We aren't going to be carrying our elderly people Is that infrastructure? That's what I'm saying. And and, and does it blur the line so that you're losing support you might otherwise get if you kept it just focused on that? It says the American jobs plan, the American jobs plan. This is all about jobs. It's not just about billing uh, uh, buildings. OK, so in other words, yeah, this is just us spending a buttload of money. And Democrats are all for it. Why not? There are no limits. OK, meanwhile, I have not commented on this Matt Gates story all week because the details are still coming out. But if indeed he was moving minors across state lines to have sex with them, that is a criminal act. You should go to jail. That's my entire take. You got it. That's the whole take. As far as the question is whether he's being extorted, he claims that he was being extorted by somebody. Um, You know, that will come out in the wash as well. I have a very consistent rule on these things. If you commit a crime, you should go to jail for the crime. And if you were extorted, then that person should go to jail for the crime. So people have been asking, like, what do you think about this? That's what I think about it. I have no other thoughts. If Andrew Cuomo committed a crime, he should go to jail. Anybody who commits crime should go to jail. I have a very consistent standard on this stuff. According to ABC News, the federal investigation targeting Republican Representative Matt Gates is specifically looking into whether he and an associate in his home state of Florida provided cash or other things of value to women they had sex with after connecting online. The New York Times first reported on Thursday evening. Gates' associate, former local politician Joel Greenberg, was indicted last year for allegedly trafficking a teenage girl for sex in 2017. The DOJ is also trying to determine whether Gates had sex with a 17-year-old, according to sources. Greenberg pled not guilty to the charges. The details of the investigation were first reported by the New York Times two days after the paper revealed an investigation was underway. Gates' office did not respond to requests for comment. Earlier this week, Gates insisted on Fox News he never had a relationship with a 17-year-old. He said such allegations were totally false. According to the Times, investigators believe Greenberg met a woman through certain websites and introduced some of them to Gates. As recently as 2019 and 2020, Gates and Greenberg told women to meet them at hotels in Florida, laying out how much they're willing to pay beforehand, the newspaper said, adding that party drugs may also have been used by Gates and others at times. Gates' office said Matt Gates has never paid for sex. Matt Gates refutes all the disgusting allegations completely. Matt Gates has never been on any such websites whatsoever. Matt Gates cherishes the relationships in his past and looks forward to marrying the love of his life. So all of this is going to come out in the wash. He's under investigation. We'll find out sooner rather than later exactly where things stand on that. Okay, final note before we end our week here. What a week it has been. Final note, the evidence is additionally coming out in the George Floyd case. And as it turns out, There's pretty powerful evidence, according to Annie McCarthy at National Review, that George Floyd resisted arrest. There's also a fair bit of evidence that one of the other people in the car with George Floyd may have been his drug dealer. So the defense is starting to put up its case. Watch over the course of the next week as the media attempt to elide the case completely. They will cover the prosecution. They will not cover the defense. You will not know. The jurors are hearing a pretty shaded version of what happened that day. 
so that if Derek Chauvin is acquitted, it will be blamed on American racism rather than on the very complicated fact patterns of this particular case. Alrighty, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of the Ben Shapiro Show. First, you cannot forget to end your week by checking out the Andrew Clavin Show. Drew's show every Friday. He's got an exciting evening planned for you. So head on over to dailywire.com this evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is the Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Knowles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover, and our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew Clavin, host of The Andrew Clavin Show. You know, some people are depressed because the republic is collapsing, the end of days is approaching, and the moon's turned to blood. But on The Andrew Clavin Show, that's where the fun just gets started. So come on over to The Andrew Clavin Show and laugh your way through the fall of the republic with me, Andrew Clavin. We'll get to more on this in just one second first. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 